Good evening, We're here in Berak Shani of Sharachuva, and last night we did the second level of the person doing tshuva. Now, this person was someone who he is aware of his challenges, he's aware of his Yetzirah, and he knows that uh, he has lost the battle at times, and sometimes he wins the battle. And he's cognizant of that and wants to beat the Yetzirah. He's not ready to sort of give up the Yetzirah, meaning he's not ready to have worked on himself to the point where he doesn't even look in the Yetzirah's direction. He doesn't even get enticed by the Yetzirah. He doesn't even say that this is, I'm finished with this Avera. He's not there yet. He's still in the battle stages. But that person, although he's not worthy of a full Kapara, because he hasn't done a full Tshuva, but he's still someone who is a Baal Tshuva. And here what we could say is, it's what the Gemara calls an Oisin Tshuva. And it's important to point this Gemara out. This is a Gemara that really was made famous in terms of the shot in it by Rabbi Shol Salanter. Okay, the Gemara tells us, there's a Gemara Nida, Daf Ayin Amadbeis. The Gemara has a contradiction between two Psukim. One Pasuk says, Kiloi Echpoitz, Hashem says, I don't desire that the wicked one who's deserving of dying should die. But another Pesach says, The other one Pesach says, Hashem says, I want, I want them to, uh, to die. They've, they've done Averis, I want them to die. So how do you reconcile such a contradiction? Says the Gemara, Kan can be enois in tshuva. Now, says Rabbi Shalzalanter, what are you talking about? Are we talking about someone who did tshuva? If he did tshuva, why is he a Russia anymore? Why would why would even have a pasuk say that Hashem wants him to die? Or why would Hashem say I don't want him to die? Of course not. He did tshuva. He's a tzaddik gomer. So Rabbi Shalzalanter says it doesn't mean the person did tshuva. He has not completed a full tshuva. And that's what Igamora says, Kan tshuva. He is in the process of tshuva. And someone who's in the process of tshuva, as Rabbi Shol Salanta says, he is tshuva. He's someone who Hashem sees upon him and sees in his the, the direction that he's heading. He's someone who is muksher to do tshuva. He's someone who indeed is cut out to be able to ultimately do tshuva. Now, how long the journey will be, it may take 10 years, may take 20 years, it may take a lifetime to get to the end of the journey, to get to the end of the road of doing tshuva. But as long as the person is on the oisin tshuva path, Hashem says, him I don't want, he should die. He's not the person I want to die. And Hashem says, I'm going to give him another chance, I'm going to give him more time, I'm going to be Erech I'm going to put aside my anger and give him a chance to f- complete his tshuva. That's really this second level over here that we're talking about. Rabbi Shor Salanta used to give a beautiful marshal about this. A person has to travel. He's going from Philadelphia to Chicago. Sets out on his journey. He's traveling an hour two hours, three hours, and uh, stops at a rest stop, 
and ask somebody over there, says, can you tell me how much this is the day before the days of Waze and GPS? You, you know, you just took out a map, you looked at it, and you set out in your journey. So he takes out his map, and he tells the birds, you know, I'm here, I'm heading to Chicago, and where do you, uh, where do you suggest I, I go on for these two roads? The fellow says, Sir, you're holding the map upside down. You're going in the opposite direction. You're not going towards Chicago. You're going away from Chicago. He says, ay, ay, ay. So you mean I'm not only three hours close to my journey, I'm six hours away from my journey. Seth says, yes, indeed, that is correct. You have to turn around and go the other direction. Now, in truth, in truth, this person is still much closer to get to his destination. Even though he has more to travel, he has a lot more mileage that he has to cover. But at least now he's heading in the right direction. And that's what tshuva is all about. So Rabbi Shosh Salanta said, tshuva really could be a very easy turn. We just, we were doing the wrong thing. We were heading in the wrong direction. We were heading, we were hanging out with the wrong people, with the wrong crowd. We were involved in, 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 in the wrong activity. We were getting stuck in the same rut, in the same schmutz again and again. As soon as we are able to correct ourselves, now start moving in the right direction, it's going to take time to get the complete tshuva to eradicate that holy Yetzar, but at least we're on the journey in the right direction. So we're much closer to our destination than we were five minutes ago. And that's what's called oisin tshuva. Kanba oisin tshuva, kanba inoisin tshuva. If he's in the midst of doing tshuva, Hashem says, oh, I'm ready to wait for him. I have a lot of patience, Hashem says. That's the second, the second level. But the third level, which is the highest, again, it could take a lifetime. And we have to be patient. It doesn't happen instantaneously. This is not like uh, Amazon Prime. You push a button and then it's there three hours later. Tshuva is a process. It may take 10 years, 20 years. It may take 60 years. But as long as we keep at it, then Hashem knows that we're, we're a mukshal of tshuva. And the third chelik is Odom tshuva. Oh, he's fulfilled all the conditions necessary of tshuva. Obviously, he did proper confession, proper remorse, proper acceptance that he's not going to go back to that Avera again. Ooh, now his intellect is controlling his taiva. His, his intellect is in control. It's not his temptation, his, his heart that's pushing him always in the wrong direction. Now he knows, no, no, no. I know I'm not going down that path. I'm not picking up that phone. I'm not going in that direction. He's finished with that. But person can never sit back on his laurels. Never think, oh, I haven't done that Aveyor in so long and I know I've eradicated it. Always has to be vigilant. Therefore, he's constantly making a cheshbon with himself. Checking in. Am I still okay? I'm still okay with that? I'm still away from that? Good. The Yorias and he's increased his level of Yerushimayimu He's embarrassed from Hashem to do anything wrong or to go back to those old behaviors. More than that, 
he's really taken to heart seriously the severity of his Avera, of his sins. He also, part of the tshuva process, is recognizing that the sin that he's done, the sin itself, was was disgusting in terms of its goidel chetai, and the one who was done against was a real affront on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Once he realizes how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us, how much Hashem bestows kindness upon us, and Hashem tells us, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to do that on Shabbos. I don't want you to eat that food. And the person realizes he's done that. Because he just couldn't stop it. He couldn't stop himself on Shabbos. There's something that Shabbos just does again and again. Finally, that's true. He says, I'm not. That's it. I don't do that on Shabbos anymore. But he takes to heart and realizes, who, who have I betrayed all this time? The Hikir. And he recognizes once again on a much deeper level, the greatness, the exaltedness of the one who he has rebelled against. The Avra Advari has transgressed against his word, namely Hashem. The Hitziv. And he has his Avera standing before his eye. He, he knows in the back of his mind, like David HaMelech says, My Avera is always there. It's always in the back burner. I always know I did that sin. And sort of there's, there's a constant remorse of it. There's a constant regret that he ever did it. Well, it's before him. And he's Meskaret Alayim. As we do really on every Yom Kippur. Averis that we once did maybe five years ago, ten years ago. Which we don't do that Averis anymore. We're finished with it. We've done complete shuv on it. Yet every Yom Kippur we still say Because we always continue to do tshuva. First of all because it's an added level of tshuva. Where we realize... I, I understand now, because I'm closer with Hashem, and I understand how much greater Hashem is, and my connection to Hashem is stronger, so I realize how much worse my sin was. And therefore I could do tshuva in a, even a, in a better way. So I could have remorse for the same exact sin, but it's with a greater appreciation of who Hashem is and what the sin meant. So his Meshur Adalim is continuously doing that. And now he throws in another idea. This is an interesting added point, which Rabbi Yoyna writes in Sharet Shuv, Sharet Shuv as well. In addition to the three ingredients that are necessary for Shuva, confession, remorse, and acceptance not to do it again, when a person realizes how bad his sin was, he actually begs Hashem to forgive him confessing remorse and accepting not to do it again is not a uh, is not a straight deal that he's going to get mechila. So he has to ask Hashem for mechila. So he's mevakish mechila. He asks Hashem to get rid of that sin. Be meichel my sin. Forgive that sin. And if Hashem sees that he's sincere, Hashem will listen to his tefillah. And this he does, call you mechai of all of the day of his life, ad boy kitzay, until his time to depart from this world comes. And now this person is indeed in the right setting that Hashem will now save him. That's not clear. What does it mean Hashem will save him? Hashem will save him from what? 
So it could be that it means Hashem will save him from any punishment. Any punishment that would have come to this person for the sins that he's done, Hashem will save him for that punishment. But it could also be, we know that Chazal tell us, One who comes to purify himself and to be better, then they help him from Shemayim. They help him. As the Marsha says, Hashem sends Malachim to help him. So here also, since Hashem sees, wow, this person has already accomplished areas in his life of full tshuva, Hashem says, now I'll even help him out and he'll be saved not to get into that Avera again, not to be even faced with a challenge that he won't be able to overcome again. So this concludes Perak Sheni and the three categories of those who do tshuva. And in ascending order, those who, they feel bad and a little guilty when they do the, the, the sin, afterwards they feel guilty, but they don't have any plan of action to correct themselves. You can't expect they're going to get any atonement. The second level is that they've already mustered up enough courage to fight the Yetzirah and they're constantly battling against it, but yet they haven't gotten to the level, not in both in mind or in action, to eradicate that. But they get some kapara and they're on the road to tshuva. They're always in tshuva. And the third level is when a person has a particular sin and he stopped that, something that he was doing all the time, and he's stopped that practice, he stopped that sin, and he's eradicated it. He doesn't even have a desire to do that anymore. That's full tshuva, and for that, he gets a full kapara, and with the tshvila that he'll have, he'll get a full mechila as well. Okay, Rabbi, so we'll hold it here, so we'll continue along next time with Perek Shlishi. Agutenacht.